0: What is up everyone? Welcome back to the Coup cast episode 3. We are your hosts the Entrepreneurship Club and I am your host Alec and today I have here with me um fellow host. Uh yes, this is
1: Jake and today we don't have anybody else here. Unfortunately no Marvin, no Emiliano. Uh, and, and no one else in the club. So it'll just be us going for this quick little podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. So getting right into the Coup Cast episode three, let's just go over some WCU news really quickly. So our first interesting news story is the WCU continues to improve fiscal health. So that basically means fiscal health is like their financials. So in the in just like three years they were able to turn or WCU was able to turn a 30 million dollar annual operating deficit into 30 million dollar surplus and this was interesting because i actually looked at i believe 2019 uh financial statements for for wcu a while back like a year ago and i was shocked that they were losing money like big time and it seems like they've gotten those costs I guess under control which is interesting but I mean it makes a lot of sense since there was a lot of budget cuts right through COVID and additionally like I guess it's not in person right so they don't have to pay for a lot of stuff so uh, I mean they lost a lot of revenue but I think they probably saved up because of all the costs that they
0: didn't have to spend so what do you think Alec? They certainly didn't uh, cut the tuition. <laughs> they definitely increased the tuition by a couple, couple percentage, which I was not pleased with. With, um, with with COVID and everything, I was definitely not happy with them um, increasing the, the tuition cost. With, you know, I mean, most of it goes towards uh, stuff that is, are in person, like the rec center is free and stuff like that. But this semester, this whole year, like it was cut off for most of the time and so we didn't get access to most of that stuff I feel like they should have cut the tuition costs like a little bit but they didn't in terms of you know going to students so I'm surprised that they um, improved their budget
1: <laughs> yeah I don't I mean honestly I want to look at the financial statements myself because they ha- I don't I, I can't I can't see where they've released it I don't think they've released it yet so they haven't released 2020 financial statements, but I would love to take a look. Um, Cause I know they have a lot in reserves. Like they have a lot of cash. Like they're sitting on uh, a lot of cash. Like it's ridiculous. Like m- hundreds of millions of dollars of cash. Oh, yeah. They freaking on.
0: they freaking make like a buttload each year. Like well, they make a lot, that,
1: but in recent years, they've lost money every year. So that's not good, I guess for them. Yeah, but They're okay. I mean, they could they could continue to lose money for like, however many years and they would be in the they would still be okay because they have so much cash like it's just yeah. although it does say in this article um on the wcu news website the insider website it says that their reserves had decreased by 115 million so they definitely they were taking losses and they were eating into those reserves
0: yeah a yikes yeah but
1: I, it's, it's shocking to see that they have so much money that they're just, they're just sitting on. It's like, but every year they have to raise tuition by just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't know. I don't know what's happening there, but it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's just that little news story. But for the next news story, I just want to talk about more of the, the mandatory vaccines. So we've kind of talked about a little bit prior that colleges you know, and universities around the US were, some of them were starting to require vaccines. And I know some of the first, uh, I think the first college to come out and say it was Rutgers, Rutgers University, I believe. And then Cornell University quickly followed, I believe. And at this point we have a long list of colleges and universities, which are requiring mandatory like vaccines for their students in the fall. And a lot of them are private universities like Brown University, Cornell, a lot of other private schools because they have complete power over their students. Uh, but it's surprising in California, both of the California state school systems, the University of California and the California state university systems will be requiring students returning to campus to be vaccinated. So I guess pretty much California is all in. They're just mandatory vaccines for everybody. Uh, New York is is similar. Many schools in New York are are following suit, which is, I mean, if you think about it, those are like the most, some of the most liberal states. So it makes sense that those states would be the first to, to require like a lot of uh, a lot of their universities to require mandatory vaccines. Um, I don't know. It's an interesting topic. We'll see how it continues to develop because this stuff's, you know, going to have to like every school is going to have to put out their stance on whether they're requiring their students to get a vaccine or not. And some schools have said that they're not going to do it. Uh, schools in I think Florida, some schools in Florida have, have said that they're not going to require uh, even some other other schools around the nation. But Alec, I know you already have the vaccine, but if you didn't and you were being forced to, would you be happy? Well,
0: actually, <laughs> you caught me on that. I actually don't have my uh, don't have my vaccine yet. I need to go oh. get it as soon as possible, yeah. <laughs> thought,
1: oh, that must have been Marvin though. Yeah, it must have been
0: Marvin or something.
1: Okay, that was Marvin, but yeah. uh, good old Marvin. We miss him, but he'll, he'll be back shortly. Uh, <laughs> But so, what do you think, Alec? Are you if WCU came out and said that they're gonna require vaccines for every student returning to campus? I mean, is that something you would like to do? Like because
0: they tell you to, or do you rather have a choice? I mean, it, it, I mean, really, if if you give anybody a choice or the decision to, you know, have a choice, I think they go with that route. But overall, I don't think it's that bad. Um, I literally I I just want to get back in person like as soon as possible so I'll literally do whatever it takes to get back in person and get that college experience that I've like missed out on and kind of make up for it so if they came out and said yeah you have to have a vaccine I would go straight to you know wherever I could to get a vaccine right away and, and do that just just for the sake of just getting back in person like yeah, If it gives me like some random like disease or like blood clots or whatever, then so be it. Like, I just want to get back in person. Honestly. Yeah. I would agree. I would probably agree with that. Like I, I, I. here's the thing. I think
1: if they didn't make it mandatory, I still think, like, what do they say for uh, herd immunity? What is it like 70% of the population?
0: Yeah.
1: Like 75% something, something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. I personally believe that if you kept it as a choice, that seventy percent or more of the student population would probably get it regardless. Yeah. 100%. So I, I really don't see the need for to force it and you know infringe on on some some of your rights. But I guess to be fair, there are some vaccines uh, vaccinations that you do uh, that are required for college anyways. Like uh,
0: what yeah. are they? Yeah. The inf- um, measles, measles. I think mean, measles. Yeah, the
1: measles. I guess so. There's a lot of um, a, there's already a vaccination requirement that uh, You have to go through as a freshman, uh, mm-hmm. measles, I believe, right?
0: Yeah, measles, and I think there's one other, one other, one. Because I remember getting getting shots. Now that you mention it, like I remember getting shots, like coming freshman year, like to be able to enter in college. So I don't think it would be any different with another, just another vaccine shot. Yeah, like, <laughs>
1: but I think here's the difference. I think here's the, here's the difference where people are concerned. The mm-hmm. difference is that the measles vaccine or whatever other vaccine that you know they require is approved by the FDA and it's yeah. approved because it has a lot of research because they they were able to mass test it for longer periods of time on larger populations but they but this, that hasn't happened with with the with the coronavirus vaccines with uh with the covid vaccines right so what people are concerned about is the fact that this is still a test right there's still basically it's it's an ongoing trial right, a mass ongoing trial with hundreds of millions of people vaccinated. But the point is, is that the FDA technically has not approved it. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like they're, they're using the emergency action to force it into you without actually making sure that it's like safe and, and mm-hmm. proper. And I think that's where people are having the issue, not necessarily the fact that it's going to be a requirement, because there already are vaccination requirements, and we have to abide by those Mm-hmm. Like those rules, so it's interesting. But also, I just want to mention before we move on, some of these are actually well. Every school that requires a vaccination currently, you can get an exemption if you have a religious reason or a medical reason to get an exemption from the vaccine. You can submit submit an exemption to, you can submit something to be exempt from having to be required or from having the vaccine. So there is some, you know, they are giving some freedom, I guess, to the religion or medical, you know, medical needs. I'm curious, so like, what medical need would make it so you don't need a vaccine? Uh,
0: maybe you know what that is? stuff that makes you, um, like, not, uh, what's, what, what's the word I'm thinking of? That makes you, like, more vulnerable to sickness. Like, I know, like, cancer. Amuno, like, you mean, like, uh, immunodeficiency? yeah here's the yeah. thing though
1: i thought if you have an immunodeficiency you're supposed to get vaccines i thought it was
0: the opposite yeah i mean you are but no know, not knowing um that sometimes you can get pretty sick after taking like vaccinations or um you know the flu shot or whatever yeah
1: can- well it's interesting because i thought about that too i thought mm-hmm. well who, who would be ex- who would want to be exempt on a medical basis because i don't know maybe there's some reason you'd want to be but the first thing that my mind went to was exactly what you thought. Is yeah. Someone who has an immunodeficiency problem who would be scared of getting sick from the vaccine and dying from it. And I thought yeah. the same thing. But then it's like, well, no, because that's what you want. If you're a person with immunodeficiency, you want to get a vaccine. If you're yeah. like, like uh, for example, older population, like if you're an older lady or older man, you are better off getting the vaccine mm-hmm. than not getting Definitely. The vaccine. Right, young people, like people, you know, us, we're like 20, 21 years old. We don't need, like, we're the population that needs it the least yeah. in terms of, in terms of being, like, hurt by it. But people with immunodeficiency, I, I believe, and, and older people who have, low, you know, weakening immune systems, they benefit from vaccines. Like, those are the people who need them. So yeah. I, I don't it, know that, what exemption, like, that would be. But I'm sure there's an honest explanation. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's just that little topic. I think it's interesting, but uh, let's connect it. Let's stay connected to the COVID uh, topic. We have vaccine passports, so uh, a big, a big topic being thrown around in in, in different nations, uh, already being done in, in places like China, for example. They are requiring a COVID passport, or, or, or I'm sorry, a vaccine passport, which it would, in this case is going to be for the COVID, uh, COVID vaccines. So. Uh, that's just really interesting to think that you know some states are going to be enforcing a vaccine passport, which means you wouldn't be able to go there unless you had the vaccine passport. But other states like um, Texas and Florida, they have banned. They have already like preemptively they banned the COVID vaccine passport. So because they believe that it's not very fair to everybody. And it's definitely a weird restriction to put on people who want to travel, especially just like in, in the United States alone. So Alec, what do you think about the vaccine passport?
0: Is that something that concerns you? Are you on board? Um, I, I wouldn't really say like as a concern. I mean, it is a 21st century. And if you don't have a smartphone by now, then I mean, <laughs> it's I mean, something it we- up. But, but there's definitely people that are, you know, impacted by poverty and they simply just can't afford it so yeah it would definitely impact those um who who can't afford it but at the same time if they can't afford a smartphone or whatever then would they be able to afford to travel because i know traveling is quite expensive you know um hotel food expenses and and such like that but overall i mean i don't really mind it I, i don't really care for it i mean it's just another thing to to track stuff and i mean I, mean, I don't really care for it. I mean, Texas and Florida, I mean, there's a bunch of people in Texas and Florida that are partying or doing whatever, and you don't really see a lot of, like, COVID reports on that. And well, at least from what I've heard is that they haven't really had trouble with COVID, even though they've been, like, fully open and everything. So having a vaccine passport to track if you have it or not, I mean, sure, I don't really I don't really. Really know. i don't really care <laughs> like, well
1: here, right. we should cl- i should clarify um the the covid because i didn't mention it the vaccine passport the idea is that it's it's actually an app that you download on your phone so you you need a smartphone right anybody who doesn't who, who decides not to live their life on a smartphone or or a phone at all they're kind of cut out of the equation in a way maybe there's a roundabout way of doing it but yeah. For now, the way that they have announced it is it's an app on your phone that you download and then I guess you uh set up an app like you set up a profile. I don't know how it works, but you basically it, it comes with like a QR code or something and that proves like that if you have the vaccine, it can show on that and then you show, you know, you give it if you're going through like TSA, right? Airport security, I guess. You would show them this it would be like another step, which sucks cuz TSA is already like Oh, the worst TSA's they're uptight crazy. about
0: everything they're just trying to find
1: another way to slow us down through TSA
0: yeah I, I definitely <laughs> agree with that, that. <laughs> like it would definitely be an annoyance for sure oh can you
1: imagine like you have how many people are like when the airport's pretty packed right and eventually it'll get back to the point where it's pretty packed I would hope and that would be like an extra 10 15 20 30 seconds per person that's like That adds up. That's like five minutes here, 10 minutes there, 20 minutes there of extra waiting time because they gotta go through this vaccine passport. So that would be annoying. That That is another annoying thing. But the biggest concern is that people who don't have smartphones, people who can't afford a smartphone, people who don't want to live their, you know, want to live their lives on, on a phone like that. They don't, you know, you're required to take it with you. Um, you're required. It's like, basically, it's also you has to verify your identity. And I don't know, like, what if you don't have an ID? How are you going to verify your identity? So it's just uh, they, you know, it's just a lot of nuances that don't make sense. And it's also a quite a, a concerning infringement on your on your rights as a human, you know, or not as a human being, but as a US citizen. It's just kind of like a weird, it, it's limiting your travel like the federal government or the state is limiting your ability to travel based on something that's never been done before. And that seems a little, a little crossing the line. Like, it seems like, okay, like I let me go to where I want to go. You don't have to track where I'm going. Cause that's another thing it would do. It would preemptively know when you went through security, when you went through, when you traveled. So it it could just try, they could just track your location wherever you go. So it's kind of on par with like bigger data, big tech, all that type of stuff. And there's a lot of concerns there. So I think we have to move cautiously if we are going to require vaccine passports.
0: That, that is a good point. That is a very good yep. point.
1: So let's just move on. So after let's get away from the COVID stuff, and let's just move on to our world type of news. So let's, let's just talk about the tax day. So typically tax day is April 15th and for this year, 2021, they've moved it to May 15th, I believe. So you have an extra month to do your taxes. I personally have to do that. <laughs> I haven't done my taxes yet. Um, I worked for like a week in the first week of 2020, or 2020, yeah, 2020. Wait, yeah, I have to do my taxes for like a week. But, um, and, and for my stocks, I guess. Dude, that's a whole nother issue, but.
0: Actually, um, when, when I filed my, my taxes, like I went through and um you know because you if you own stocks you have to do taxes but i didn't um sell any stocks so i it went going, went, going, went going through through turbo tax or whatever and yeah, that was super easy i'm sure yeah like there's like did you sell any do you did you report any gains or whatever and maybe i did sell a couple here and there and maybe like a couple bucks but like it's just a couple a couple yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey, here's the thing I used Robinhood in 2019. Okay, uh-huh. Old I bought a single share of, tes- of Tesla and I sold it like for yeah. like a fifty dollar gain, yeah. and I did my taxes, you know, for that 2019 year, and I completely forgot because I switched everything from Robinhood True. To, to TD Ameritrade. So I moved yeah. my, I switched all, all my money. Like I stopped, I stopped trading with Robinhood and I moved it to TD Ameritrade. And so what I, I forgot that I had a 1099 on Robinhood and I realized just the other day that I had 2019 stock <laughs> capital gains of $50 Damn. in my Robinhood and I and I never reported it. So I'm going to try to figure out how I can fix that if I have to fix that, but it's yeah. definitely a weird thing cuz no one talks about it. No one talks yeah. about there's so many videos on YouTube of like how, you know, what stocks to buy and how to trade stocks, but no one puts up a single video on what you should do exactly for taxes.
0: And I, I think I think I think the IRS knows that too. Like we're not making like big big money at all in are students, nah. so they're like they're not too worried about. You no, know. I don't think they are. Like I, I did the calculation.
1: <laughs> no, here's the thing. I got really scared and I started looking into it. How much money you owe? No, because you know what they do, right? If you don't pay, uh, if you have money that, that you have not paid to the IRS, they uh, they it, it's it, it, they they do interest. So you actually owe. You, it, oh, really? it Yeah. It accures interest. So basically I owe $50 or I know I don't owe $50. I own capital gains of $50, which in my tax bracket is 10%. So I owe like, you know, $8 or $12 or something. And that is going to, it's going to accure interest. And they do it at like, I think it's 0.05% interest. So I calculated, and, and they might hit you with a penalty too. They can hit you with like 20% or 30% penalties uh, for not paying. But yeah. I, accum- I I did the calculation, and I could not pay my taxes on that for 50 years, and I would owe the government like $400. Yeah, so, that's, not, that's not bad at all. <laughs> dude, I'll, I'll pay that in like 50 years. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're okay. Yeah, so, I mean- it. I just want to remind everyone to uh, try to, you know, taxes are May 15th this year, special, special date for May 5th for 2021. Mm-hmm. So get your taxes in if you haven't. And uh, then uh, right on top of that, we'll talk about the proposed capital gains tax by Biden. Alec, are you happy? No, I'm not happy at all. <laughs> Here's, the Here's the thing. I don't even, I bet it doesn't even affect us.
0: We don't even make that. I mean, not as, I mean, I my friend was saying to me, man, if you make like, excuse me, forty four thousand dollars or less a year, then it doesn't apply to you. But if you make forty four thousand dollars or above to like a certain amount, of like three hundred thousand dollars, it affects you like fifteen or twenty eight percent. I think is what they raise raise it to. So I mean that that would that'd be a bummer if you own like, um, property, real estate, anything like that, and if you like, are making you know like a hundred hundred thousand two hundred thousand dollars a year then yeah that would that would suck with with that um and i definitely don't like anything that involves the word tax and increase like get it out of (laughs) here like i don't i don't want taxes like i love everything that's the lower taxes i I, I hate giving money to to the government so yeah here's Uh, the
1: thing they they're doing two things here well you should know that uh, capital like capital gains right that's like any like mo- okay let's just talk about stocks right because you're right you can have capital gains on on cryptocurrency you can have mm-hmm. capital gains on real estate right like you just mentioned yeah. but let's just let's just solely talk about stocks yeah. like do like there is something called double taxation okay and mm-hmm. companies are taxed once on their earnings like when they get them, when they make a profit right they have income yeah. they're taxed on any of that. Uh, then when they when they give out dividends those dividends are taxed right mm-hmm. and when when well yeah well sometimes most of the time the dividends are taxed uh, then what also happens is if you're a person who owns stock and you sell stock at a for a gain right that's what they call a capital gain yep. you have to pay a tax as well so there's yeah. there's double taxation so i mean i don't know how much they're going to tax there's some situations in which uh state governments like like uh, i think like california new york you know like new york's raising their tax for all the people who make like millions of dollars but like they, they ran the numbers and there's like some states now like I, I think new york or something where if you live there and make a certain amount of money through like double taxation and everything the government's taking like 70 percent of what you make
0: yeah it's insane. i don't know that just
1: seems a little like too high
0: yeah like dude it's uh, that's crazy like if you were taking that much then at that point are you are nuts. you working for yourself no you're working for people who you're don't working as for much the government <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> like that's crazy I, I don't know i just feel like honestly it's not the capital gains is not going to affect us it's not going to affect you know majority
0: of people well actually actually no no it will affect us because we really? we are we, we do own stocks and as soon as like Biden announced that tax plan like all of my stocks went down (laughs) oh yeah
1: there was a drop in the market there was
0: definitely a big drop in the market and as you said like companies have to pay like more capital gains so that's gonna like like essentially kind of lower lower how much that would be the that
1: would be the corporate income tax which they're looking to raise they're looking to raise the corporate income tax to i think that was supposed to go to 28 percent yeah. So right now with, with uh, Trump, it was like 21% or 22%, and they're going to raise it to uh, back to 28%, where it used to be like before Trump. So I think that's what's going to happen there. But yeah. basically, here's the other thing we have to reconsider. Like, there's also something called inflation, and inflation is also- Oh, God. No one, no one talks about it, but inflation is also a tax, right? It's a tax on your on the value of what you have. So you it's have, one of
0: the worst kind of, kind of tax. <laughs> like, or the worst deceptive? Very,
1: very deceptive. It's like how could they? How could they do that? They. It's like ta- it's like taking your money, but without it's like stealing, is what it is.
0: Basically, like, taxes.
1: <laughs> like when you pay your taxes, there's like you understand what's going on. Like mm-hmm. most Americans understand what taxes are and why they pay them. But guess what what most Americans don't understand? Inflation. Yeah, they don't understand that inflation is a tax, which means the government by printing a whole bunch of money and doing all their funky stuff, they're also taxing you. They're just not telling you. They're they're gonna let it show in like five to ten years. You may be
0: getting your stimmy check for fourteen hundred dollars or whatever, but that you know, the money the value of money is definitely going down all your assets value are going down. Yeah, because at,
1: <laughs> at the end of the day, it's your purchasing power. And when yes. your purchasing power decreases, basically what you have is worth less. It's like you can't get as much for, for what you used to be able to get. So that's just like a big concern as well, um, yeah. along with the you know, things like capital gains tax. But more importantly, I think, is inflation, which is why you know, we should all be concerned. Uh,
0: it's, it's, that, like, it's like whenever a state raises their minimum wage. And inflates yeah inflates the goods and everything else with it so yep. you may get paid more but yeah, all the goods and services that you are you know making money toward towards are gonna to be more expensive so
1: yeah it and, and it's like you could ask the ask the consumers hey would you be willing to pay you know x amount more for this item uh, if that means that our you our employees were paid you know fifteen dollars or um, for uh, an hour for a minimum wage most people love the idea when it's a minimum wage right but once they realize that they would have to pay uh 20 percent more or 15 percent more on their groceries right their grocery store haul, like once they realize that they have to pay 20 percent or 15 percent more just to buy all the same amount of grocery items then people are not for it all of a sudden yeah so
0: exactly.
1: you know what that it, it makes me think like people are all for environmentalism until you take away their standard of living
0: True. Like, think about it. If you are like, yo,
1: the the earth is going to crap. We need to reduce how much electricity we're using. Can we shut everyone's power off at seven? No one is gonna be for that.
0: No if they said
1: you can't drive your car past 10 p.m.
0: People are gonna be like, what? Okay, like you're you're everyone's an environmentalist until it 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 actually affects their life. (laughs) Fridges and bomb, that's funny. I just thought
1: of that. I just like it it's—it's kind of a weird way of thinking about it, but it's so true. It's so true. No one likes to admit it, but it's so true.
0: It um, is very, very true.
1: Yeah. So that I mean, that wraps up our world news, our, our our US news for for the for this podcast. But we have one more
0: thing we want to talk about. Alec, take it away. All righty. Uh, so since you know it's dead week and it's we're approaching finals here. Good luck to all your finals, by the way. I'm um, definitely going to need it, <laughs> even though most of it, you know, is open out, whatever. But on the note of that, um, I kind of wanted to go over, um, you know, some, um, what, what's the word, some summaries on, like, how much we've we've learned this year, because I know um, it's been a whole year of online school, so it's been very, very different versus in person. And I know people are at least, <clears throat> from what I've heard, is that people have learned Differently from in person to online, and I just want to kind of go over, um, you know, what we've learned this year on online classes, um, and some talk about some specific courses <clears throat> this year uh, that I took, um, and Jake of course as well with his courses as well, and kind of go over what what did we learn this year, and for me, I'd say, um, I, I I did learn learn a little bit, but. I, it was definitely not as much as in person because just because of the online environment that we've been in and just the mentality that I've kind of had with it as well. Um, You know, being open note or whatever, and being able to look up stuff um, with, you know, the assignments or whatever, definitely didn't make, make me um, retain, retain as much. And I didn't learn as much as I did in, freshman year or person and I or at least I don't remember a lot of the stuff from the courses this year um and that's just that, that just comes with the online environment I de-
1: yeah I definitely agree I feel like uh for me like the online it, it's almost like you go on autopilot and for, it's hard to remember things I, I feel like that's what's happening you're like yeah. stuck on autopilot you, you know classes are some classes get easier, some classes get harder. We can talk about that in, in a little bit, but it's yep. more about just the fact that it feels like you're kind of on autopilot. It, everything, you know, since it is open note, most of the time, you don't have an, uh, there's no incentive to me- remember anything, right? Yeah. We have to remember like humans, we work off of, uh, off of incentives. So uh, when you take away the incentive to want to remember things, no, you're not going to remember anything. And so it, it it's a weird thing because maybe it doesn't matter, right? Because half the stuff we learn in school, we forget anyways.
0: Yeah, yeah that, that and, is
1: true. You know, we go to the workforce and we learn everything all over again, or we learn what matters, or we learn things they didn't teach. So maybe none of this actually matters, right? But in the short term, it feels like we learned a lot less. And you know, for me, what, let's talk about the courses that we did learn from because I feel like we're we're talking bad about the online environment and there's it's not all that bad because for example you know alec uh you remember this we both took a ba 204 the spreadsheet class oh god if, man, i learned nerd. excel a lot <laughs>
0: yeah i did i did too yeah i did too that is one skill that's going to be with me forever yeah and, so, and going and, and going into it like i was like oh excel class this is gonna be easy. When then going through it, I was like, "What the heck? This, there's a, so much to Excel that I didn't realize." It is. And I definitely learned a lot from it. And, and I'm gonna be
1: honest: out of any of the classes that you could take online, that one's not the worst. Yeah. That one's pretty good to take online. <laughs> I mean, it's all online anyways. It's like, yeah. what would I do going in person? We would just be looking at her, her. her we would be looking at the presentation of uh-huh. of
0: somebody on their computer anyway. Maybe be on our laptops or whatever, or being a computer lab or whatever.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> let's see. Is there any other topics, like specific topics, that you really feel like you learned this, like this year, this year online? Um,
0: one class that I actually really, really enjoyed quite a bit um, online was marketing. I mean, I, I'm kind of biased by saying that as a marketing major, but I, I have to say like my professor was definitely kept it together and just the way he presented, you know, the presentations and stuff, because I know a lot of classes and teachers like, Holy crap. Like it's so monotone and it gets so boring so fast. And that that. that is one thing that, you know, uh, classes have each to their own is the professor and how they teach. You could have a bad professor, a good professor, but I'd have to say marketing definitely my professor, my professor was so chill, like he did all of the um, classes pre-recorded on lectures so we can watch them anytime and we can go back to, we can go back and watch him too. Um, and, and just the way he presented him, uh, it was all on PowerPoints, but he had like really good stories to tell and he would like relate things to like his experiences and it was, I thought it was just cool how he he presented it and I definitely remember you know the topics of of marketing that he was going through but yeah that's one that's one class that I definitely learned quite a bit and yeah did you did you ever meet him live no I actually when we go back to person in fall I want to go and meet meet him because he's he's super cool I, I love he's probably one of my favorite professors I've ever had I would, Yeah, that's crazy, because there's some teachers
1: that I really wish I got to actually meet in person, and that I didn't, and that definitely, like, that's kind of crazy that you don't get to, like, this year, we didn't really get to meet anyone, like, we we sometimes did. Some of the teachers, you know, you would have cameras on, but a lot of the classes, you know, kind of went away from that after the first week, (laughs) and, (laughs) you know, know, like you just said, you could have a class that was pretty much completely asynchronous, and you never... You never even, I, I had, I did that. I had two classes in the summer. Uh, they were normal online classes and they were pretty much asynchronous. Yeah. Well, one of them, I never even had a lecture. Like it blew my mm. mind, but I ne- I never met, like, or I met one of them before, but I, 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 like I took a class and never had a live lecture. And I mm. some sometimes never met the professors or the TAs. Yeah, it's kind of sad. <laughs> it's crazy, but yeah. it's also kind of sad because sometimes you get a good teacher or a really cool professor and you just wanna you wish you could make that network.
0: Yeah.
1: Like I'm you wish sure. you could have shook their hand or gone to their office hours or something. Like mm-hmm. I did that when I was uh, like last year last year before the pandemic. And I, you know you make great connections with teachers if you just oh, yeah. make
0: an effort to go to their office hours a few like for once sure. or twice. I mean they they say it and stuff and you know, they're like, Here, here's my office hours, but, like, professors actually, like, enjoy having students in office hours, unless, like, unless you just completely don't understand what the heck is going on in anything, and the professor basically has to teach it, like, all over from scratch, but, it, I mean, to help you out and meet, and, you know, have connections and stuff, it's definitely worth it, it's, it's awesome. Yeah,
1: so, you know, sometimes they, the teachers can be busy in, during office hours, um, and that, I've ran into that issue, where like, you know, they're so busy that they, almost don't want to see you there. But most of the time that doesn't happen. Most of the time you go to office hours and they're like really happy that you came. And, and in fact, like I, it's gotten me some, it's, it's saved me in a few classes. Uh, That's all I'm going to say. True. It's like legit saved me. Like if you know how some, uh, some students will try to pull off a hail, a hail Mary email at the end of the semester. Mm Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. can, you can actually pull it off if you've actually made a relation like a network with them and yeah. went to the office hours. Like throughout- That is the, very true. You yeah. can, it's like, you can pull it off. It's like not even a problem, <clears throat> but like you're gonna have a hard time doing that if you never made an effort
0: mm-hmm. and that's great, but- I agree with that.
1: Um, so let's talk about, I guess, like which, uh, so this is an interesting idea of like some courses during online have been harder than others. And and vice versa. Some some courses during online have been easier than than when it was in person. And yeah. and I just want to ask you, like, which courses did you take over the past year or so that you felt like would have been harder in person versus uh, versus online
0: or or vice versa? Okay, so I would say the hardest ones they're gonna be um, in person yeah going back to the fall they're going to be harder in person than rather online than they were this year i would have to say b-law would be one of them um and stats uh mg top 215 is definitely going to be so so hard uh in person i honestly wouldn't imagine taking the test in person without having your notes or whatever and you know be able to use your resources because i mean i used everything for those tests and i still struggled like that class is super super tough so going back in person i feel bad (laughs) for me some of these
1: these courses i don't even understand how they operate in person Mm -hmm. like how like it blows your mind sometimes but like that's for some of them have you taken any u classes
0: this past Um, year Finished all my UCore ones. Are um, actually, uh, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I finished up my UCore freshman year.
1: Okay, I'm curious. Uh, during the first, you know, when the pandemic first hit in uh, last March, for you know, when we were in between the semester, mm-hmm. were there any classes that were a noticeable difference then?
0: Um, wait, wait, wait. Say that again.
1: So like when the pandemic hit in March last year, like when it first hit, and we went yeah. we went from in person to online, were were there any classes that you were taking at that moment that were like way easier or considerably harder when you went to the online? Okay, um, uh, I can I, I can I have one I can say yeah,
0: it. yeah go for it N- name so, it give me a second
1: yeah give you, I'll give you a second because basically I was in a re- I was taking oh man, I was taking a few courses, obviously, but I was taking, uh, you know, the class, uh, calm 102, the, the public. Yes. Class? I took that class. I was taking that course during the, when it, when it happened. So oh, no. I took, I took half of that course in person where I had to get up and I had to give a speech in front of the class of like 20 to 30 students. And I, that class was a wreck in person. It was so, it was low key. So nerve wracking. Like it, it, it was hard. I prepared so hard for those speeches and i was like shaking nervous for some weird reason right i don't know why but that was because <laughs> it was in person but guess what when it went online oh my gosh it was like a hundred times easier i was able to record my my speeches over mm-hmm. and over and over again until i got one i liked
0: <laughs> yeah
1: it was a, it was complete night and day the calm 102 class online was so much easier than the COM 102 class in person. And
0: I, th- and I think I think that's how it just has to do with public speaking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like presenting in the Zoom environment is so much easier than in person. I'd have
1: to no, say. And you're 100% because you can like put notes up and like, you know, you can totally find ways to, to get around it. But another, you know, another class, remember we were both taking econs. Remember? Oh yeah. We, yeah. we were in that class together. And that class, I was grinding in that class. Like for the, for the uh, in-person part, I was grinding, man. I went to office hours like weekly. I was in that, I was going to office hours weekly, man. And I was really like working hard and it was barely keeping me afloat. Like I was barely keeping afloat. Uh, Then when that class went online, I like gave up. Like I, I didn't know what to do. I stopped going to office hours because of the online environment. I just Mm -hmm. didn't know. Like I was just, it was just kind of like that, point where I had to acclimate to like the environment, but it was just not working. Like I just wasn't there. And so I completely like that econs class got so much harder. I think it was it was econs 101. It was so much harder online than it was in person, in my opinion. I yeah. just I couldn't. I don't know. It was it was a tough one.
0: Yeah, definitely because you like you you know take notes more and you <laughs> pay more or at least I do. I pay more attention than person. Like online environment and like learning online is definitely my attention span is not for it.
1: <laughs> Do you remember he would he, our teacher? Um, yeah, yeah. Gregmar, I think uh, that was his first name. He he would always call on us. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he would always calling us. But that whole interactive element like died. Yeah. Like, when when it went online, that was dead. Like it was not happening.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that I feel like that class I, I took us I I I, w- I felt much more confident. If that class would have continued in person. I would have done so much better in that class. Like, I, um, yeah. it, it, I just really I struggled for the rest of the semester because of definitely,
0: the definitely. Yeah. And and going off that, I finally thought of, I thought of a class that would be, I think, I think, I think it would be easier in in person, um, just just for the sake of being you know in person and learning better for me personally. I would say the accounting classes would be easier. I mean this could this could be an unpopular opinion, but I th- I think the accounting classes in person would be would be better just for the sake of you know like going to office hours and having that interaction and paying more attention to the stuff in accounting. Because you know um, online I had to go through the homework and stuff and they do like concept video things and then you just watch the video and that's like how I how I would learn um, off going off of the like lectures and stuff. I mean, going through the video and stuff would be, it was, it was hard. It was definitely harder, but I feel like having an in-person element of like the teacher or the professor up there presenting and going through the thing and like answering questions more and just having that more interactive element of in-person, I think it would, I think it would be easier, I would say.
1: Yeah, I think, I think, I think so. Because, um, do you remember BA 100? Yeah. The very first business intro class we had to do the financial stuff all on paper. Mm-hmm. Do you're, I just feel like learning that on paper was mm-hmm. actually so helpful. Like, I don't know why, but I just yeah. feel like it made so much more sense to learn that on like with pen and paper, the way that they made us do it. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, to be fair, like, I feel like the class would have been a lot harder. These accounting classes would have been a lot harder because of the, the exams. I think the exams would have been a lot harder. In- oh, oh. So but I the learning of it would have been a lot easier so maybe that counteract
0: yeah it, it would counteract itself there i, I think i mean it, but yeah. you hear what i'm saying like the exams would definitely feel hard oh 100 percent, 100 percent. exams in like online overall for every class you know that i've had this past year any exam you took i would say except for stats stats is just a pain in the no, that
1: one, <laughs> that one is the one where we get to reap all the benefits.
0: Yes, yes, like that.
1: That class would be just because you'd set up. I don't know. I haven't had. I haven't really had a class like that. Mm-hmm. So straight. Like I don't even know. I don't even want to call. I don't want to call it out right now because it just seems a little like mm. could be controversial. But it just seems like a weird setup of a class. Like we really only do two
0: things. We do exams and we do online homework yeah and, and, a, and a lot of it in that class comes from the homework and comes from i mean the the chapter book i mean on everything pretty much in all my classes the chapter books were all ebooks and so you had to go on the ebooks and like read them and, and I, I never really read them yeah you know that's been <laughs> the only that's been the only part about the
1: switch between in person and online that almost was seamless yeah i agree it's with like that. we were doing that anyways yeah, it was the like, homework and everything. I bought only like two books in person. Yeah. I bought I bought the paper version of econs because I just wanted it. But I, I also had the the I also had the ebook. But then I, I also for like an our English class that we had to take for i think it was like English like one oh one. I bought the I had to rent. No, I I rented. I rented the physical little book that we had to had to get. But like I think that was it. I think I barely I barely got any physical book besides those, mm-hmm. the books and the
0: homework were basically seamless because we, yeah, as you said, we did it yeah mostly exactly. online, anyways. So that was one part of the online exp- aspect that didn't really change. But lecture wise, I feel like are way 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 better in person. But the exams definitely easier. Online. Yeah. <laughs> Look, hey, okay, can we just call
1: some people out right now on the pod? On the pod. Sure. Sure. Let's just call some people out. All right. <laughs> you, look, Alec, Alec, if you're in 2020, what is it? April, if you're in April of 2021 and you still have your your microphone not muted in class, like what are we doing? <laughs> I'm so yes. I'm so serious. You know how there's an option where you can select it to mute yourself when you join Zoom calls? Uh-huh. I don't know why people haven't figured that out. It's been it's been well over a year. I have people in classes that have their mic on for like the entire lecture and you just hear like a TV on in the background.
0: Yeah, it's so annoying going into a I don't class understand. And how you're the, the professor like, can you mute your mic, please? And they don't they don't hear them. They're just like blabbering on or whatever.
1: Like, think about it. If the person is not paying attention enough where their microphone is not muted the teacher asking to mute the microphone
0: is not going to do anything (laughs) they're like they're obviously not paying attention obviously (laughs) that's funny (laughs) it's like
1: i don't know why how did people not learn to just turn that one setting on (laughs) it would have solved their problems for life like are are there any moments where somebody said something like super personal, or like you heard a phone call, or like weird like weird things on the Zoom calls? Did you hear any of those moments?
0: Yeah, <laughs> there was this one class where um, it was so awkward because you know the person came in, he had the, the microphone on, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm in this class right now, and this professor sucks or something." <laughs> <laughs> and it was capping. just like oh you're capping. i swear I, it was Literally. something it was so i don't remember the exact words but it was something along those lines like this class sucks or something along those yeah those lines that the person said and everyone was just like oh <laughs> like it was so awkward
1: what was the teacher's reaction
0: <laughs> they, they didn't really say anything they're they just like all right they just took it up for first for face value like <laughs> but, <laughs> i was like okay
1: okay Okay. so here on the contrary you know how i was just trashing people like students who can't mute their microphones Mm -hmm. how about the teachers who haven't learned that there's a mute button where they can purposely mute people
0: yeah that's another one
1: teachers didn't realize like most teachers some did but most of them are so clueless that they don't know that they can mute people (laughs) <laughs> like just mute them if the, like if the person's not paying attention you also have the power to mute them
0: yeah but they don't
1: they just sit there and they call their name like 30 times
0: yeah it's and like it's bad. just oh my goodness it's <laughs> it's funny <laughs> and the, the people in the chat are like uh professor you know you can mute them right it's like you have to give them advice on how to use zoom <laughs> <laughs>
1: hey there's some pretty bad moments but you can't like a lot of these professors are quite old so I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't want to, you know, make them feel like they're bad people because they're not, they're just, they're just, uh, it's just, it's just the technology. That's all it is. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, they have, they have a lot of knowledge about like what they're teaching or whatever, but you know, sometimes technology is not one of their knowledge sets. <laughs>
1: and that's why I feel bad for some of these teachers during mm-hmm. Zoom, this Zoom online university, like, it's definitely not their place to thrive, most yeah. of them. Some do, but mm-hmm. most of them, it's not their place. Like they're better in person,
0: and it yeah. should stay that way. <laughs> yeah, definitely going into this next semester, hoping for in person, and all that. Like I, oh gosh, yeah, it's it, it's definitely gonna be better. Next semester is gonna be better, to some degree. <clears throat> we'll hope they don't cancel last minute. No, you do that. I'm I'm hoping. I swear. I'm dropping if they, out bro i swear if they, <laughs> if they pull a switcheroo like they did, oh my god i swear if they like because they already gave me an email and so stuff we're going back in person so if they go oh, like yeah, last they second
1: also said, they also sent out an email before <sighs> they sent out a whole press release a whole advertisement campaign yeah i did i just think it's funny man they, they definitely got so many freshmen to commit
0: yeah and that's, then, that's and then ruthless the
1: switcheroo it's it's ruthless
0: <laughs> it's ruthless it's like but, like
1: but if they do it again i'm i'm dropping out like i will become a oh, pizza would... boy <laughs> so fast
0: honestly at that point i would just transfer like i would apply to a bunch of schools and just transfer even I though my, my grades are good but like <laughs> I, would, I would go to devry yeah Somewhere in Florida, or somewhere in Texas, or wherever is open, just take me. I don't Arizona. care where Arizona. You know, ASU's been
1: open all year? Really? Yeah, ASU, open, like wow. I'm pretty sure the entire year, like open, like in-person classes open.
0: Jeez. I don't
1: know if that's true, actually. I
0: think it is, but I should probably fact check that. Yeah, I, I, I can't do another year. Like, I know I said, like a lot of people say that they can't do another semester, but we did anyways. <laughs> like I defeat if I do another if they do another semester like I seriously gonna consider transferring and not continue to go to WSU anymore because it's that's ridiculous yeah it it
1: it, it is so unfortunate I just hope we get some po- portion of our college career in person again
0: and the experience oh like what? literally I like I, I mean the experience that this past year I mean it's been so different and so vast i know we discussed this in our other podcast the wazoo experience but it, it's it's just it's bad it yeah really shout happens. out wazoo experience shout that's out thursday on that's
1: the that's the thursday pod thursday pod this Boys. is the tuesday pod that's the Boys Thursday girls. Pod. and that wraps up today's pod so that's so, all we have for today yeah look forward to the future episodes i think we'll have maybe one more kub cast until the year's over then no more until next year so mm-hmm. we're, it's coming to a, a sharp end because of the school year, but look forward to Thursday's podcast, the Wazoo experience. We hope to get those podcasts out. Uh, and
0: that's about it. I think that's it. Any last words, Alec? Nope. Just uh, thank you for tuning into our KUcast today. You know, it wasn't, wasn't a whole lot. We didn't have Emiliano or uh, Marvin on, but we, you know, we had to make, make do and throw this one out, but I hope to, you know, Help everyone to get fortune. Hope to see everyone in person next, uh, next semester. And that's it for today. Thank you again. Study hard.